0: Good morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. I'm Jason DeMars. Certainly appreciate you listening in. A reminder, make sure to subscribe and click the little bell to get notified when I go live. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, feel free to let me know. You can do that in the comment section, or if it's a specific question that you want to get to me privately, you can do that at jasondemars.com and click contact me. Um, So feel free to do that. You can also go onto the website, jasondemars.com, click resources, and there's books there that you can order and shipping is free as well. I'll be glad to send that to you if you go there and place an order. Um, We've had quite a number of requests recently, especially overseas. Um, It's been translated into the Hindi language, uh, the book Foundations, and they're going to be printing 10,000 copies and distributing them to 500 different churches. Um, Pakistan is also uh, just recently uh, printed and distributing the book Holiness to the Lord and we're going to be working on the End Time Message Handbook as well. Um, these, are, these are things that people have requested. It's not that I've gone out and desired to have them printed in different languages. I just had them in English. People have ordered them, got them, and asked, made a request to translate them. So continue to pray. We believe that uh, balanced teaching is absolutely critical. The bride needs to grow to maturity. And we need to be established in the Word of God for this hour. So I'm going to be speaking on spiritual gifts in the bride. This is part four. And my uh, uh, focus on this time is continuing to look at the order of the gifts. So I see a few people are sending their greetings. Appreciate that. And everyone letting me know that my microphone was off. It most definitely helps if you plug the XLR cable in to your audio converter. If you don't, no sound gets to the internet. It's crazy. Sister Sarah from Edmonton is sending her greetings. God bless you. Sister Chantel from Madawaska. God bless you. Brother Joe, my neighbor... God bless you. Sister Sally, good morning. God bless you as well. Um, Brother mani Manifiri, God bless you as well. Thank you all for listening in. I sure appreciate it. Let me bring up my first scripture on the screen. 1 Corinthians 14. And let's go to... Let's see here. Let's start here. If any man... Well, we'll get there. There we go. If any man speak in an unknown tongue, let it be by two, or at the most by three, and that by course, and let one interpret. All right. So again, I wanted to comment on this because I know that people can feel like, well, if I don't, I have the leading of the Lord and if I don't speak in tongues now, I'll be quenching the Spirit. Now, the Spirit of the prophets is subject to the prophets. If the Apostle Paul teaches us and shows us by the Word that it's to be done by two and that by course, so in order, orderly, in order. Um, I don't believe he's going to tell us to do this and then say quench the Spirit. So another place he says, quench not the Spirit. So here we have the Scripture telling us if anyone speaks an unknown tongue, let it be by two, and at the most by three, and that by course, and let one interpret. So if you're there you're observing and say, there's no interpreter. Then you should hold your peace. Right? And it to be by two, or maybe at the most by three. So in other words, we can't continue one after the other after the other. You might feel an inspiration to do that, but you do it in order. Um, I know as a, as a as a preacher, if there's no interpreter, let him keep silence in the church and let him speak to himself and to God. Let the prophet speak by two or three and let the other judge. i just going to read these scriptures. If anything be revealed to another that sitteth by, let him first hold his peace. For ye may all prophesy one by one that all may learn and may be comforted. And the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets you're not quenching the Spirit by doing things in order. I'll, I'll speak of my own uh, situation. Uh, many times I'm listening to a sermon and I hear the anointed preaching and the Lord starts bringing inspiration to me. Should I stand up and start teaching while another man is preaching? Certainly not. That would be out of order. And so the same thing applies. I can receive inspiration, but let it be done in order. Take your inspiration, write it down, and bring it another time when it's when it's your opportunity. The same thing goes for tongues. The same thing goes for interpretation, for prophecy. You're not quenching the Spirit. Even there, Paul says, if you have the inspiration to speak in tongues... Speak to yourself and to God. All right? So it's it's not a matter of quenching the spirit. It's a matter of doing things right and in order. Honey, you got to go upstairs or sit on the couch. Daddy's live. So you... you Tongues the tongues might come upon you. Speak to yourself and to God. That's what the Bible says. If there's no interpreter, you, ha- you have to. If you're the fourth person, three people have spoken in tongues, or two people have spoken in tongues, and you see that the order of service is beginning to change, and go forward, hold your peace. Speak to yourself and to God. That is not quenching the Spirit. That is being... Wise and being led by the Spirit. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. So, what is he saying is you might receive inspiration from the Spirit, but that inspiration of the Spirit is not going to bring you and lead you to do it out of order, it's going to lead you to do it by the Scriptures say, then why would I receive the inspiration to speak in tongues? Because God wants you to do it to yourself and to Him. And that's okay. That's such a thing as called praying in tongues. The Bible speaks of that, and that's just perfectly acceptable. All right. Let your wives keep silence in the churches all right let your women keep silent in the churches for it is not permitted unto them to speak but they are commanded to be under obedience as also saith the law and if they will learn anything let them ask their husbands at home for it is a shame for women to speak in the churches now seems almost like a strange thing what do we have here is the is paul saying that women cannot operate the gifts of the Spirit in church. No, he's not saying that. Let's, let's look, at, look at this more closely. But every woman that prayeth or prophesieth with her head uncovered dishonors her head, for that is even all one as if she were shaven. right, so looking at these things scripturally, here Paul is telling there's a certain standard. A woman should not have short hair, cut hair, while she's praying or prophesying in church so she can pray or prophesy. She cannot teach or preach or usurp authority. That is what the apostle is speaking of in the previous verses, let your women keep silence in the churches. For it is not permitted unto them to speak, for they are commanded to be under obedience, as also saith the law. And if they'll learn anything, so the issue is learning. So what is the learning? Well, in the days of the synagogue, they disputed with one another. So the church, having many Jews in it, and dis- and, and coming there, women would pray, speak in tongues, interpret, prophesy, etc. But then it would come to the time of the teaching and preaching of the word, and only men were qualified to do that. A woman is not to preach. She's to keep silent. And they had a time where there was discourse back and forth. A man Maybe you would say disputing or or saying, "Hey, look, clarify that. you just said this, but the scripture says this, oh yes, very good. Let's talk about that no and and there's back and forth. He's saying that that she should learn in silence and be at home now, if there was a time for questions and answers, and they said, "Ask your questions. a woman is no problem. Ask your question, but to go back and forth." and to begin to teach the men no she's to stop there's not to be discourse of teaching women instructing the men in the church that is usurping authority but it's not contradicting the scripture a woman praying or prophesying in church joel 2 28 and 29 says it shall come to pass in the last days that i will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions and also upon my servants and upon my handmaids in those days will I pour out of my spirit so this is not contradicting those scriptures in 1 Corinthians 14 are not contradicting the other scriptures but they are perfectly in line. A woman is not to teach or to preach or to usurp authority over a man. That's what that's speaking about. Let the women, woman learn in silence, with all subjection. But I suffer not a woman to teach nor to usurp authority over the man, but to be in silence. It's very, very clear through the scriptures. A woman is not to teach her, to preach her, to usurp authority. She's to learn in silence. She's not to partake in the portion of service that is back and forth. Now, we don't even do that anymore in our services. We don't have a back and forth. But say you have a Bible study, a woman wouldn't take that back and forth to instruct a man. A man would do that. If she has a question, she can ask it, but she can't dispute. All right. Let's continue looking at the scriptures. What? Paul says, what? Came the word of God out from you, or came it to you only? Oh, see, showing order. If any man think himself to be prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things that I write unto you are the commandments of the Lord. But if any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. Wherefore, brethren, covet to prophesy and forbid not to speak with tongues. Let all things be done decently in order. So, we're not to forbid people from speaking in tongues but we're supposed we're supposed to do things decently in order there's supposed to be two or three people that speak in tongues in, in a row not over the top of each other not in a frenetic way but one speaks the next speaks the next speaks and someone should interpret that it should not be where you're speaking in tongues with no interpreter if if there's no interpreter Keep silent. Speak to yourself and to God. Covet. Covet. Again, we have this word covet. That's where to pray for and desire prophecy. Remember, prophecy is more profitable than tongues. Now, if there's an interpretation, then mag- magnificent, it becomes a prophecy. But otherwise, stay, uh, desire, prophecy, and do things in order, and everything should be done in love. All right, let's look at what Brother Branham says. A few more people are on, sending their greetings. Brother John, Andy's, God bless you. Uh, Brother Robinson from India, God bless you. Thank you for listening in. All right, so let's look at some things that Brother Branham spoke on this subject. All right. In the sermon where I think Pentecost failed, Brother Branham says, I've, and I've seen people raise up and speak with tongues and everybody go on, carry on, pay no attention to it. That's out of order. You should be reverent. If it's a real spirit of God, then let let it say something. Whatever God's is saying, then listen to it. Put it down. Amen. Absolutely. So when when tongues, even Brother Branham spoke about that regarding healing and healing lines. Uh, Of course, there's a time when the Lord does miraculous healing and the people rejoice. But when those times come, when... You're praying over a person. Hey, Brother Branham says to be reverent. In and then I have a very lengthy reading from Questions and Answers, uh, 1954. The Law Having a Shadow. Now there's another question. Last night you spoke of your belief in the gifts of the in the gifts of the Spirit. You mentioned that you yourself had spoken in tongues. Do you believe that the program, including sermon, should yield to the Spirit when it is trying to bring forth a message in tongues. Now, I answered that to an extent last night. Now, I will will finish it this morning. Now, speaking in tongues is a gift of God, but it's subject to what's on the floor at the first place. Now there, Christian, there's where you make your mistake. Now, I don't know. Someone told me that Monday night or Tuesday night, when I was preaching that somebody spoke in tongues while I was preaching. It's a good thing I didn't hear it. Or I'd have stopped and called you out right there because that you was out of order. The Holy Spirit, if I'm anointed of God speaking by the Holy Spirit, he's speaking here. He don't speak over there and over here and over here, a confusion. The Bible says that, Christian. See, so that's right. You must get those things down in your heart everything has to come in its season speaking in tongues is give way to a place for speaking in tongues see and then if someone speaks in tongues now i ain't saying the person was wrong i don't say the person was demon possessed i believe the person was sincere i believe the person that if they could speak with tongues they're blessed of god but the person it's just like brother neville standing here trying to sing a song maybe he's gifted to sing a song And he's here singing a song, and me standing here trying to preach right in his face, and him singing a song, well, that's out of order. If the Holy Spirit is in the singing, let the singing go on. And then if I was standing here starting preaching, and he raises up then and starts to sing a song while I'm preaching, that's out of order. The Holy Spirit is not an author of confusion. See, that's right. So so you get that, church. You're lovely people, see, but you're all in error. Now, if you've got a gift, use the gift where the gift belongs. If I've got a pick and shovel, I certainly wouldn't try to hoe tomatoes with it. No, see, I'd use the pick and shovel when I'm picking or digging a ditch. I wouldn't try to drive my automobile through the cornfield. See, I use the automobile to travel back and forth. And I use my plow in the cornfield. So I ain't got nothing against the plow. I haven't got nothing against the automobile. They both are instruments to be used here for the betterment of mankind. I haven't got nothing against speaking in tongues. I haven't got nothing against preaching, against singing, against interpretation of tongues, against gifts of healing. But it's all to be used in its place. Oh, please, church, have faith just a little while. You must come under teaching. You say, I don't need no one to teach me after the Holy Ghost has come. My friends, that that gives me just a little room to doubt whether you really got it or not then see the way you're acting with it see the thing you're doing now why if there's no the bible says the holy spirit is a teacher why did the holy spirit put teachers in the church then to set the church in order the same holy spirit sure we don't need any seminaries to go around a bunch of big men to look out these things the holy spirit is a teacher see it's a teacher and it gives some fellow a gift of teaching then you must subject to that gift. If here some man say, well, when we're going here and he's got a gift of healing, uh, faith and healing, If I'm, and I'm sick, I walk up to him and say, brother, what must I do? He stands there, he's a prophet, he stands there with the gift. He says, thus saith the Lord, William Branham, you know you've done a certain thing the day before yesterday in a certain place and that's the reason you're sick today. Because you did some. I'm sub- subject to that gift. I ain't going to say, oh, you're wrong. I don't care what you say. I know who I am. Now I'll die in that condition. See, now I've done something wrong. Now, the thing for me to do when I see that I'm wrong, yes, my dear brother, the Holy Spirit is upon you, and that's the truth. I did wrong. You pray for me. I'm going to ask God to forgive me so that I can be right with God. Now you're getting back on the hewing line. See? Then I say, yes, I'll go back and make that right. I, if I've cheated that this brother, I've talked wrong or to that brother or sister over there, I'm going to make it right here. The Holy Spirit has done revealed it to me. Then I go over and make that right, say, I'm sorry, brother, I was in the wrong. Watch me get well. See, that's right. But if I puff myself up and say, oh, no, I know as much about it, uh-huh. You must listen to the Holy Spirit. See, he's the teacher and the guide of the church. Now the Holy Spirit said, the Bible says that, the spirit of the prophet now man speaks with tongues is prophesying you know that certainly now if man speaks with tongues and the prophet is preaching from the platform then that spirit is subject to this spirit if brother Matt, neville is standing here preaching and he's under inspiration of god and he's making an altar call or whatever he's doing as long as he's in the pulpit and his voice is moving he's under the inspiration of god or should be excuse me and then If he does, then, and when he gets finished and he's set down and the Spirit falls into the meeting, you say, Well, Brother Branham, it fell on me in the beginning. I know that is true. It isn't the Spirit falling on you, brother. The Spirit, or sister over here, the Spirit is subject to the Word of God. Because Paul Paul said, If an angel come and taught anything different, let it be accursed. Every Holy Spirit will recognize this Word of God to be true. Is that right? But now sometimes, sometimes people have gifts. And the gifts will speak for, oh my, it is just, it's a gift of God. It wants to go forth and do something. It's enthused, but it's come under subject of the Holy Spirit. See, it's a gift. Therefore, don't you see where you see? Tongues is not the only evidence. Tongues is a gift. See, Holy Spirit has to operate that. Now, Paul said, if a man speak with tongues in the church and there be no interpreter, let him hold his peace. No matter how much he wants to speak, how much it's crying out in him to speak, that's the gift. See what I mean? That's the gift. Even I, I see it many times with the gift that the Holy Spirit has given me to pray for the sick. I see a time here where it said, oh, there's some poor little fellow. I must pray for him. My heart just feel for him. And the Holy Spirit said, leave him alone and go over here to this one. I come in a meeting. I sit there and there's a poor old mother laying there all crippled up laying here. Laying there, shaking like that, I thought, oh, God, that poor thing. She looked up and said, Brother Branham, please have mercy on me. Oh, my heart, how my heart beats for that poor little thing. Mm." And there sits a lady over here, maybe with female trouble, and say, thus saith the Lord, you're healed. Now me, my gift, I want to get to that woman there. But the Holy Spirit says, go over here. See what I mean? Philip was down there in a revival, just having a wonderful time, thousands being converted and everything. The Holy Spirit comes and go out to Gaza, to the desert. There's going to be a colored man pass through after a while. Give him the message. <sighs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and he never returned. You see what I mean? Jesus passed through. He was God and he passed through the pool of Bethesda where all the cripples and blinds and lames and halt and withered was laying there. How his poor heart must have burned for that poor mother with a waterhead baby. That poor old daddy standing there blind, said, saying, Somebody help me. And here come the very God of creation, moving by in the flesh, coming by him, walked right on by him. Watch what he did. Walked over to a man. Maybe he had prostrate trouble or something. 38 years, he could get up and walk and go where he wanted to. said, When I'm coming to the pool, another one can outrun me. Get down here. See, when I'm coming to the pool. No. Jesus said, Will you be made whole? Take up your bed and go in your house. Healed that one man which could walk around and was put in pretty good health. He got around for thirty-eight years with it. Well, he's laying there. Thought peradventure, maybe one time he could jump into the pool and he had all this disease and had and had it for thirty eight years. And there was people dying laying there. Sure, Jesus wanted to go to them, but the Holy Spirit led him there. For the Bible said that he knew the man was laying there in that condition. See? No matter what the gift is, it's got to yield to the spirit. And that's what Paul said, that the gift right in there in our congregation will yield to the prophet. See, you got to yield to the order. That's it. It's a gift. I hope that explains it. That's where the Pentecostal church gets tied up many times. Many of them are in order. That's what's caused trouble in Branham Tabernacle. See, it's because you people with your gifts don't know how to use them. And that's the reason you need Bible teaching to know how to use that gift to get the best out of it for the kingdom of God's sake. Speaking in tongues, I wish every one of you spoke with tongues. I wish the interpretation of tongues were with every one of you, but you couldn't do it at the same time. You've got to yield to the order of the Spirit. When the Spirit has anointed a brother here preaching, he's standing here, preaching the gospel like that, then let your gift yield to that Spirit. Because just like I said last night, not a lot of people deny speaking in tongues. They say it's of the devil, and you good Nazarene people, your own church, this is where it backslid, that's exactly. When the light of speaking in tongues and the gifts of the Spirit come, you denied it. And a person in the Nazarene church, you know how they feel, if you speak in tongues, you're a devil. I know a woman today that was just revealed to me last night, a little woman in New Albany. That's real, real bad. And since the anointing been striking me, she wanted to come to my house, and the Holy Spirit told her exactly what was wrong. I told her all um told her all about some horrible sinful things she did and pronounced her healing. And the woman went away and got with a bunch of Methodists and Nazarene preachers that believes that nobody speaks with tongues. Anybody that speaks with tongue has got a devil. And the woman believes that and she's blaspheming and she'll never get over it until she comes and receives the Holy Ghost. You can't mistreat God. Be careful what you're doing. One word against that will seal you out of the kingdom of God forever. Now, if you believe me to be his servant, if you think God is with me and helping me, and if my words ain't according to the Bible, then you correct me. But if they are according to the Bible and you believe me to be a servant, you better take heed and listen. That's true. So then, here my hands is used for a certain purpose, but I've got to get that, bill, that place there to use them. There's no need of my hands fighting at that now when my feet's trying to take me over there just like a man preaching he's preaching well now there's times where speaking in tongues makes this makes this hand or speaking in tongues wants to get to it see but don't clog the air wait till my feet gets over there then i can reach over and get it see now when the man's speaking or preaching up here at the platform or message going forth that if the if the man is of God he's anointed of the spirit to preach the word and that's the holy spirit the holy spirit is moving there that's just your gift there, trying to get you started. But the Holy Spirit co- is coming through the Word, and the Holy Spirit will always feed on the Word of God, and it will recognize the Word and be reverent. And then when the time comes, when the Holy Spirit has left the platform, the minister comes out in there, then you're in order. Then somebody give up, Maybe maybe has a message speaking in tongues, then he'll give interpretation to it then watch it it won't be quoting scripture it won't be saying something god don't use repetition see it'll stand up and say thus saith the lord mr or brother so-and-so is laying here sick what done it was the day before yesterday or sometime he's done a certain thing got out of the will of god on that thus saith the lord now that will interpret the holy spirit only speaks to edify the church if you speak with tongues and don't correctly interpretation don't do it in the church do it at home that's what the Bible said. And if that's true, then the Spirit of God is upon you. Maybe it'll speak it. Say, All of you move from this section of the city tomorrow. There's coming a cyclone that'll sweep the section out. Listen, remember, speaking his tongues is not too accurate. Paul said, Let it first be judged by two or three witnesses. Let two or three with divine judgment judge it. One man with the Holy Spirit, level, sound in doctrine, say, I believe that was it. Another one next raise up and say, God was in that. Got to have one more, one more raise up and say, God was in that. Then let what the Part of the churches in this section flee as hard as they can. Get out of there. Um, so I think we're running out of time here. Um, I still have a couple pages left. So, oh no, I don't have a couple pages. left. It's just a short time. If the storm tomorrow, if the storm storm comes and blows it up, you know God is with you. But if it doesn't do it, you better be careful. Got the wrong spirit among you. Better get back to the altar and have this thing prayed out. All the church gather, and that poor uh, person that spoke in tongues ought to come around the altar and say, "Lord, somebody help me. I don't want to be anointed with that. That's wrong." So, Lord, help me get the thing off of me. Let me get right with you. See what I mean? So be careful, church. Do you understand? If you do, say amen. See if you do. Now, that's true Bible teaching. If I've heard them come up and say, Oh, the Lord is coming soon. Jesus is coming and the people must be ready or something like that. Sure, the Lord's wrote that in the Bible. If it come, it'll come right through the prophet coming out through like that. But it's for the edifying of the church. See, edifying of the church, it's a direct message everybody heard that message but if i say this man here if yesterday he was untrue to his marriage vow and the holy spirit comes and condemns him this morning that's something the church don't know see it condemns that man he stands that's the truth god forgive me then god is with you see what i mean then you won't be all confused you've got those gifts now here's the last quotation of it listen friends look all look this way you ha- have those gifts. You didn't deserve them. God gave them to you before the foundation of the world. They're yours. When you was born in this world, you was born with them. Stir up that gift which is within you. See, you're born with those gifts. You can't make yourself do some. I couldn't make my eyes brown because they're blue. Who taking thought can add one cubit to a stature? It's all in God's divine program. If I trade to be a Sankey or a Finney, what good would it do me? Can't. God had a Sankey and Finney. I'm William Branham. You're whoever you are. Now look, it will, if you will take those gifts that you have and use them correctly and orderly in the church, this little church will grow like everything. But when you get in yourself, in the flesh, you'll keep it tore up as long as the church stands here. That's exactly right. Now, have I made myself clear? I hope so. If I haven't, and if there's one question that hasn't been answered, you let me know. I'll be glad of it. And on the same applies. Uh, for you to me if you have any questions please let me know i sure appreciate all of you listening in trust you'll have a good week i will be traveling to california with my family uh, at the end of this week leaving thursday so i won't be live on friday uh, and i'll be traveling there and i'll be there through tuesday you pray for us pray for the work there going on in sanger california at sierra tabernacle uh, if any of you listening in and you're from California in that area, you're welcome to come. We're having Saturday evening service at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning service at 10 a.m. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you for listening to Jason DeMar's live podcast. New episodes are posted every Tuesday and Friday. We thank you all for listening in. You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube to watch the video portion of this. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you.